a new punchline. Yeah, it's yeah. My new strap line. I've got an organizer to like the drug dealer of sex. Yes, that's, well, that's <laughs> what you are. You know, I've got to get Posh's swinger in town. When riding tigers, untamed and unfiltered with Danny Ben. Welcome to When Riding Tigers, my podcast searching for those people that make you want to down tools and drop societal norms to follow your gut and heart with abandon. I'm hoping through listening, we're all going to be a little inspired to live more freely and a touch more wild. I am so excited to bring you our next guest, Emma Sale. She is the founder and CEO of We Are KK Brands. That includes Killing Kittens, the premier sex club, Safe Date, Sister, Sisterhood. And she's a leader in female sexual liberation and empowerment. She felt there was nowhere women could go to feel control and to explore their sexuality in a safe environment. And so Emma created Killing Kittens. And since its creation, it's become an empire that has grown from parties hosted worldwide to a global tech company and online community for the sex positive. So we are in your son Ralph's bedroom. He's eight year old, football mad. We're on the the banks of the Thames. And I just wanted to welcome Emma Sale to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Our absolute pleasure. For context, we started a conversation and I didn't press record. Someone didn't press record. Someone <laughs> didn't press record. It's like the fear I have every time I do this. So, you're... You got too excited. You got too you excited. Got too I really, excited. really did. I really wanted to get into the, <laughs> the nitty gritty of killing kittens. So, what we started with, our conversation, we were talking about giving an introduction really to what killing kittens, the parties... I want to come to all the other things that you're mm-hmm. doing with some of it. Well, all of it is, is incredible. And, but let's go, let's go straight into the parties because that's that uh, place where you're, you have that kind of fame and infamacy and all that sort of stuff. So t- tell us about Killing Kittens. Um, so it was started in 2005. It was um, basically launched it because I wanted to provide a safe space online and offline for for women basically to explore their sexuality without any shame or judgment or um, and, and also to feel they were in control and they had the power and they made the first move. So basically um, flip the norm of society on its head when it came to dating and and sexuality. So yeah, it started as parties for about 50, 60 people. Only women could buy the tickets. And men can't come on their own. They have to be invited by a, a member and all the members are female. And now they're up to sort of about 900 people um, we use different houses and clubs all over the world. And I mean, they're all pretty much, they're quite, you know, the format's very basic in that um, it's kind of black tie cocktail dress for all of them. Everyone has to wear masks. We always start with a kind of a drinks reception. There's always performances and entertainment and DJs a lot of the time. Um, and then what we do also have, you know, that makes it the KK party is big kind of playrooms, which might be depending on the size it might be a room that has sort of the size of a, a bed the size of four double beds together or one that has a size of 20 double beds all together and, and kind of dungeon playrooms as well so it, um so yeah so if people want to get naked they can if they don't they don't um yeah <laughs> let's come to those rooms a little bit later on it intrigues me what was your path to setting this up it's obviously it takes a kind of 
a brave mindset, a thinking out of side of the box mindset? What do you think the things in your life that led to towards making this decision for female empowerment? And 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 it's that I think it's that that is the really really interesting point that you're talking. It it was there for females rather yeah. than probably historically it was always, males. Yeah, I mean it was. It wasn't something that just happened. It was like my whole life is all yeah. As a kid, it was very much well what. Yeah, kind of this anger of, well, boys can do that, why can't girls? So, you know, I played the trombone because no other girl played it at school and I did all the sport and it was like, everyone's like, oh, boys do that, boys can do that. boy, And I'm like, well, no, Sodom, if they're doing it, I'm doing it. So it's sort of, there was this kind of anger of, hang on a minute, this isn't balanced. And then you get older and you get, you know, the hormones kick in and then you start and get into the dating side of things and at university and you think, hang on a minute, boy, the boys can sort of sleep around, do what they want. And they're still, you know, patted on the back and they're seen as like legends and, you know, studs or whatever. And, you know, girls just even have to kiss a stranger and you're sort of slut shamed and the guilt side of it. And yeah, so to me, it was sort of, it was that imbalance. I went, no, this isn't right. This is bollocks, to be honest. Um, and um, if they can do it, we can do it. And that should be okay. And um, yeah, so that's sort of what fired me up. Yeah, what, what do you think this strength, where did that strength come from? No idea. I was born with it. It was a pain in the ass from the minute I came out with my mum. And she said that. She was like, from the minute I could speak, I just questioned everything. And it was, it's just something in me. I still struggle to, you know, if someone says this is just how it is. I'm like, no, it's not. COVID crap. I'm like, no, it's not. That's bollocks. So it doesn't matter if everyone around me is saying this is how it is. If it doesn't make sense in my head, I'll question it and go, no. If every part of me believes something's wrong, I'll say, no, that's wrong. Yeah. It's not right. And, you know, there, there's that whole, as a kid, and I hear it, me saying it to my kids, well, it's just, they, they question all the time. Like, why is that? I'm like, just because that's just how it is. And the minute it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, no, that's wrong. Yeah. You I know, think- as annoying they might be, I'll teach them to question everything. And if it doesn't feel right, then question it. Um, so you've got three kids. Is any one of those been a royal pain in the butt? Oh, they're all, all three all of, of them, them are just. And I bet you're proud brilliant. of them. Yeah. To pieces. That oh, they're yeah. They everything. They're exhausting, beyond <laughs> exhausting. But yeah, I wouldn't change any of them. This, this <laughs> podcast for me is all about trying to. I've lived a very strange life, but there are still things that I have kept within that box and walked the normal line. Mm. And I think this podcast is all about just finding out more about what is happening in the world. And delving into it and seeing why it seems exceptional to go to a sex club or something like this, which is it, it's just it's, sex. It's, it's just sex. Like how many people go to a restaurant on Saturday and night and have a meal? Go to the gym, work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All of these things are, are very much part of being human. If we don't eat, we die. Hmm. If we don't have sex. We're miserable the, creatures. We're miserable creatures, <laughs> but the whole the whole of the human species dies out. So hmm. I do, I do love all this and, and and we are born onto this and we are expected to kind of walk the path mm. and it takes people like you just to say, sod, sod that. I, I love <laughs> that when that. you say bollocks to that. <laughs> and, and But um, it's, it's, it's interesting. I always love kind of looking back at the parents. I've just read a, a few things about your mum's mm. story. You know, mm. She ended up being a flatmate with you. And yeah. Was she sleeping in a room with masks and condoms for oh, a while yeah no and we were, I was sharing her car and just uh, never entered the boot so there was always like boxes of thousands of condoms in her boot and, but she <laughs> uh, the, your parents relationship or your mum didn't have this power that you or, 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 yeah, she, or maybe she, she had it she had it but I think that was part of it watching my dad sort of squash it so that every he was very controlling in old school military kind of um 
and did and did squash her and kind of took drained her and but I always saw the glimpses and the things she did do you know she organized an amazing we lived in Berlin and she organized an amazing big food and medical convoy over one Christmas all the way into Russia from Berlin and you know as the wall had just come Berlin wall had just come down and my dad told her not to and she went sodgy on doing it so there was you know she did it yeah, she massively yeah that, she massively inspired me and yeah so I think a lot of it does it does come from her and and doing what I do now, I know she's incredibly proud of it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to come to this a bit, a little bit later on because it's this. This was maybe the start of that female empowerment piece that you were kind of leading on, but it's it's branched out into a, a thousand different places now, isn't yeah. it? And you're well, well. I want to come to that later on, but I want to keep. I want to just want to stay at the parties. Is it like a sign on the door? Like this is the spanking room. This is the no, no, no. no you just sort of wander around and stumble onto different different rooms. Yeah. And so give me an example again of some of the rooms that were... Um, well, to be honest, most of them are the big playrooms. So you have the playrooms that have the big beds. It's very simple. I always say it's very vanilla. Um, and then and then you have, you know, one... There's normally, in each event, sort of a big room that is more... It has all the dungeon equipment and we have a dungeon master or a house dominatrix or something who... And they just basically show people how it's all used. So because, it, as I said, it is it is vanilla and a lot of the people that come along have never seen any of that before so it's not some you know crazy full-on yeah are there limits is there is the dungeon master watching to make sure that people aren't yeah uh, completely and and that's the thing that's you know the bdsm world is very respectful very controlled very so yeah that's all included i think that whole kind of that society the the things that people are doing it like you can't do that without good communication Great communication is mm. always going to help it. And great communication is the bedrock of absolutely everything being good in you, whether yeah. that's relationships, chatting with your kids, yeah. or you're at the, you're chatting with the dungeon master. Yeah. Is that, have, have things ever got out of hand? No, because again, I mean, things get out of hand when you have too much testosterone in a place. Yes. Um, so when you don't have too much testosterone and you don't have groups of men out, then it's, it's pretty controlled. So it's kind of a win-win. Every guy in there is in there because they've, you know, they're accompanying a, a girl in there. Um, they have to behave. Yeah. Um, and then the girls feel like it's their space, they're in control, they've got the power. So you've kind of got a bit of a win-win situation that goes on. Yeah, yes, exactly that. And is there is there much drinking? Yeah, it's normal. normal. Um, well, we have a no drugs policy, yeah, so. Point. But yeah, no, drinking's like going to nightclubs and things, but people don't drink as much as you'd normally do because it's just, that you're not going there to get completely hammered. Yeah. And are people going, do some people go just to ex- experience it and kind of fly on the wall almost? Yeah, no, like, loads of people come just to have, just to party, just to come for a good night out and just to see it in action and just be part of it and get off in the energy. And, and a lot of couples might come along because they're doing something together and exploring together, just yeah. the two of them. So, that's how I, yeah. I, whenever I'm talking with a partner about Six Club, it's about, it, we will talk about going, I think, I think it's that, the safe steps. Yeah. Is whether you go... You go together, we will just stay together mm-hmm. for the first experience unless we uh, discuss otherwise yeah. kind of thing. And then and you, you, you have play with each other and that's, yeah, that's great. Exactly. And then I guess, I, but I, I suspect some people will come in and they'll come with one partner and they'll end up getting together with a, another yeah, couple. Every, or, do you know what, everyone, you just don't know. It's, there's so yeah. many different uh, dynamics that, yeah, each their own. And, and did, was that, um, was the whole... Had you had experience of these sort of clubs before? No, I've never personally got involved, never had any interest. And you've never got involved in nope. any of your own clubs? Nope, no interest. Because it's really interesting. You've got your husband, James, 
No one trusts. Who has been it's like drug party. dealers don't do drugs. Yes, a lot, I, I, of, a lot of bar owners I, I, are teetotal, so it kind of. Yeah. I saw this. I saw that the, hmm. the, the point that uh, it was you know, at some point that it been said that you hadn't been to hadn't. You'd be, you go to the clubs, but you don't participate. No, I don't. I mean, I've got three kids and don't live in London. So um, yeah. it kind of, I'll probably go to maybe two a year, two of the bigger ones and take a group of friends just to go, just to go for a cool party. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no interest. I think, you know, someone's got to keep their pants on and it's a business that is involved in, you know, probably like alcohol and drugs and anything like slightly vicey. It, you can't really think straight and think on a business level and, everything because it's a different type you know it's a different part of your brain it's yes, a different exactly, yeah. so yeah so, so um, that makes it even more interesting that you set it up for empowerment of women but it wasn't for yourself you weren't no to, i think you, it was kind of a what would my fantasy like dream world look like where i could just be me and explore and but i mean i set it up when i was an insecure little 25 year old so well, I didn't really want to be naked in front of anyone so it was kind of a, this kind of fantasy world of this was this would be the perfect world but like you go into like virtual worlds yeah. nowadays. It was kind of this was the virtual world in my head that all women should experience. Wow! <laughs> and, and what was that? What was so you, you're setting it up? And what? Uh, I guess the first people you're going to take, you're going to tell about uh, what you're doing are probably your closest friends. Mm. Oh. <laughs> no, I kind of just did it, and then I think within a couple of weeks, the Daily Mail did a whole headline about it. So I don't think there was any um, keeping it a secret. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So you, uh, until that point. It was kind of like, I'm just doing it. You're fully in business mode. Set this thing up. Yeah, I told everyone, you know, and I wasn't yeah. ashamed of it. It's like, no. this is what I'm doing. I'm going to launch this. Yeah, launch these parties. What was, the, what was the Daily Mail? What did they lead with? What was the headline? I think it was Poshest Swinger in Town. I think they had low ones. All right. <laughs> great. Cool. What a great piece of advertising <laughs> for your new business. Well, exactly. You must have been absolutely exactly. chuffed. Exactly. I was like, whatever. <laughs> and, but, and what was it? Got, got us new business, new, new clients. So what, crack on. Did you, I'm going to assume you did, get kind of a, a pushback from... Oh, different people we in have, society. I have, I have pushback all the time. So we still 17 years on get pushback. I but I um sometimes there's like a lull and no pushback, and I'm like, well, this is boring. And and then there's pushback, and you go, good. This is why we do it. This is, you know, it kind of makes you realise that if you start pissing people off and getting the reaction you get from this, it means you're kind of you're on the kind of target. You know, and, and actually you're doing something that really that does matter when you're getting that stronger reaction especially for men um so when you're disrupting like the status quo and the way society is and works has always worked then you're going to get pushed back so yeah yeah you can't please everyone and and, no. and, and, and actually so i guess you're getting two lots of feedback because I, I had a look on some reviews of the website and you know the, of the parties and it just basically it's talking about people saying I mean, probably leading with you revolutionized my sex life and finishing with which then in turn revolutionized my whole life. But life. that's the thing. I, I, yeah, it kind of your sex, I say your sexuality kind of drives you. It makes you who you are. So if you're not spending time on it, in the same way, you know, we spend billions on mental health and physical well-being and stuff to make us better people. It's like, well, why don't you spend the same amount of time and energy on your sexual well-being and what makes you you and what makes you tick is that core kind of raw animal, then, you know, you get that right, you you are fulfilling that side of you, then it's going to go out into the rest of your life and make you a better and happier human being. A absolutely. So, and, you know, you can ignore it and a lot of people ignore it and then they wonder why they're miserable. And you go, well, yeah, but you, your diet's great and you're going to the gym the whole time and you look great, but you're not happy. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That whole purity of being, that's definitely something that was drummed into me as a, a kid from my mum and dad was, you know, just just let your heart and 
your authentic self lead the way. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of thinking, I'm, I'm thinking about that inner me that can can get stuck and kind of get pulled into things. And what you know, what advice would you give to someone who is thinking, I'd love to do this, or maybe, maybe someone like me who mm. said a number of times, I would like to try and go to something like this. Mm. What? How would you? What? What is that? bit of advice that you think could I just mean, trigger the, let's, let's, yeah. let's not talk about me because i'm yeah, male. let's talk about female yeah because or, or, or men i think and now you know it's not it used to be very binary it's not binary anymore there's a thousand shades of sexuality yeah. and gender and you know disenfranchised people that you know it's like i think men also have a a tough time of of that you've had that expectation of you need to be you know you should be you know straight and getting married and it's just you know it's a similar that's what men do be a yeah. man um, so, you know, and that's not the case. So really, um, for a lot of, for a lot of men. So, um, I mean, our, you know, we've, we've, we've built this massive, great tech platform and, you know, launching a big site beginning next year. And, and that I would say just, you know, get online to start with and you can put what you're interested in and, and what your, th- you know, interests that have always been interested in, whether it's different kinks or anything like that. And then, you know, what happens, it will suggest different communities for you to join and you can mm. join different chat groups online. Um, just chatting to other people who are in the same boat or ones that, you know, have found themselves and are properly living their best lives, who can give advice, who can suggest places, who, because there's something for everyone and there's, you know, we're not for everyone, also, you know, killing kittens, but there are lots and lots of different, very sex positive communities out there who do different types of events yeah. that and workshops and masterclasses and things that you can, yeah, go and explore. So I would say, you know, the first step is, you know, that's the beauty of the digital world we live in. You can go in from the safety of your own home into that virtual world, chat to people get suggestions then kind of realize oh actually I hadn't thought about that or that sounds great and exciting and um and then you go into the whole oh well, actually let's go to some kind of event yeah side of things much like any hobby you you're kind of looking from afar and you're like oh there's all these people that are doing it mm. who, are, who are all experts but they're not experts they're, no. they're people just like you that have taken their first step no one's, Whether, e- we're no one's about experts running just, yeah, or exactly. kayaking or whatever you need to take those first steps and it's you know yeah. great to get online and talk about how you take those, you know, or, or how it mm. feels to have taken those first steps with with the community around you. So let's just talk about the, let's talk about the the online community. There's a there's a kind of dating. There's a dating side it. of it. There's, there's like a net, social network kind of side of it. There's a whole kind of WhatsApp chat side to it. So you can you know when you're a member, you can direct message people. It's like an app, or you can join kind of the official groups that we've got, which are monitored by you know the community kittens and they you know there's men only men only groups there's women only groups non-binary groups there's like couples groups kink groups there's loads of different groups that you can join and you just get chatting and, and so you how know. do you how do you how what, what's, what's the steps you to... have to the first step is you join our site so you yeah. have to join like you just like you join any dating site yeah, or anything yeah. so you submit all that info um is there a cost nope um no there's a 20 pound joining fee but that's to get into the next stage which right. is the which is to be the kind of the kk member to in order to be able to come to the parties but mm-hmm. before that if you're just going to use the site there isn't there is obviously there's premium membership but like dating sites work which will get you you know more unlimited messages and it gets you all their workshops and masterclasses free as well so if you're paying per month you get as there's about two to five a week of them so you get all them included but just to join the chat rooms and stuff you just have to yeah be a member and can I be a member as mm-hmm. a male? Yeah, yeah. So I'm no, pay so my we... twenty pounds. 
yeah and that's you just be a member so you can be a member you can join the you know as i said there's men only chat groups yeah. um which have been real yeah which actually have gone really really well and and especially with all the mental health issues going on so they've been a real yeah. great help in the last three years and and just the crazy world that men are in of like not really being sure of what they should say or do or yeah. so they so that's helped massively on that side um for our male members yeah, so, it's, it's so nice because it there's a, there's a lot of male only groups developing now mm. because I think that started with the, the female only groups for safety, you know, safety and all that sort of stuff. And then you, we're getting these male groups where it's for men to be able to be expressive and not be judged for yeah. being expressive. And that's something I struggle with, you know, going to stag do and everyone's acting like they're Neanderthals. Yeah, the animals, <laughs> but yeah, Neanderthals, that's exactly the word. And so I don't go on any stag do's now because it's just, the worst experience and ever. actually most guys i know don't really want to behave no, they like don't that want to. but you just kind of get swept up in thinking that that's the way you're meant to be behaving so. yes because it's isn't it weird <laughs> that you just like we're putting this one night on with a label of stag do and so i will completely and utterly change my personality yeah. but that is the pressure men women children mm. are under that as soon as you put a label on yourself you start behaving completely and utterly differently whereas really just be your authentic yeah. self in whichever scenario, whether that is on a stag door, whether that's going to killing kittens or whether it's on the online uh, chat rooms or, or just walking down the street. I think that is such a it's a, such a powerful place for you to be, to be happy to be yourself. Yeah. And, and when I talk about my fear going, coming to something like killing kittens, I, I think of oh, how am I supposed to behave as Ditch that. Ditch that. You just, just be yeah, you. Just be you. I mean, don't and, be an and, arsehole. And it's and respectful. You're not an arsehole. You know, that's the thing. It's like consent, boundaries, respect is sort of, I mean, that's just life in general. It's how life should be. It's sort of you respect everyone else around you. You respect the beliefs of the people around you, the cultures of the people around you, you know, the political views of the people around you, you know, respect them. And as long as no one's getting hurt, then who are you or I to judge what anyone Thanks. I think I think that you know people are so divided now, and also people are too well. I can't be friends with you because you think this and that. It's you know I've grown up all over the world. We moved every two three years. I I have friends across every nationality, race, culture, religion, political viewpoint. You know I've got complete Corbynites through to completely right wing, you know Trumpites as friends. It yeah. kind of you just I don't like them any less or more or you know it's like are they nice people and yeah. You can have amazing debates with people from opposing view, views. It's just, you know, it doesn't if say it, anything about If everyone them. was the same, really wouldn't life be boring world, sitting really boring in world. just this echo chamber yeah. or sitting wherever you are having the same discussions mm. over? It's so much more exciting. I mean, yeah, and also you get you start to understand how the other side, how other people are thinking and other views. And otherwise you just end up in a really dangerous sort of echo chamber, which I just don't think is a good place for anyone to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we go talk about a few other little bits and pieces, have you ever felt threatened in your own safety in the in this in this role that you play? No. No. There's no. not been threats that have been no, too, no, no, too no, aggressive. No, you get like you know, you get the you're oh, yeah, you're a madam, you're a whore, you're kinda of, just the hate kind of messages, but blah. <laughs> um Yeah, is that no. just on social media? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's just like social media and emails and stuff, but they just get ignored, deleted, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ad break. When I came across Zabfit, the company blew me away. They are a health company focused on money stress. I'll be the first to admit money is a topic I avoid because I worry about it. It makes me feel anxious and a bit guilty. It's not good for my inner zen. Now, here's the radical part. 
Zabfit is helping to change those feelings and emotions. The app lets you mood rate purchases on a happiness scale, spot spending that causes stress, and helps form new habits that feel better. They call it happiness per pound. Go check them out, because right now, they're giving free access to the app to the first 200 UK-based podcast listeners who reach out to them. Just pop an email over to hello at zavfit.com with the title Danny Podcast and they'll sort you out. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of jump into the uh, like other parts of your life because it's not just about this, is it? You, you are living life beautifully in so many different ways and you've done all sorts of cool adventures. Mm-hmm set up a brand if I can look here sisterhood the, yeah, sisterhood. the sisterhood yeah that's that, super mega cool that's been well. going yeah that's been going as long as since 2006 I think yeah so almost as long as KK and that is w- women coming together and going on adventures yeah so we do yeah it's a group of, of women and it's not you don't have to be a member it's just sort of in and out some people are social members as in social come to the social event some do one challenge don't do another and it's that again it was very similar in that I loved doing adventure sports and sport and it was a very male you did the marathon Saab actually that desert run and it was so many men um and just yeah I wanted to get more girls involved in those kind of races and take female teams sorry dogs going crazy yeah what are the dogs um, names Rex and Bob Rex and Bob um, part of the feral environment they are yeah, yeah. crazy so t- yeah and to take like girl only teams to start you know to start with doing these crazy adventure races all around the world that is again it's a very male was a very male sport um and then and now but again like kk we've always we always have men so all, you know all our teams a lot of our teams and things we do now is just our oh, mixed girls and guys but it's very much the sisterhood yeah leading the charge on it great mm. um what was the most recent one well, because of the th- crazy in the last three years, we haven't really done anything. So the year before that, we did, oh, I relay swam the channel with three girls. Want? There were four three, of us. Four. Relay swam the channel. And also then a group of us, um, we did the Speed Project, which is a relay run from LA to Vegas. Yeah, I've heard of it. So that was that was really cool. Um, yeah, so that must have been about 20-odd of us. So we had two teams. Um, and you take massive, like, meet-the-fucker type RVs. Um, and kind of leapfrog, half a team leapfrogs. You do four hours of running, four hours of rest. So, um, How many people in the team? Ten in each team. Right, cool. And yeah, so you did that. I think it took us like about 37 hours. And you just don't stop. You keep going, relay running. That was cool. Very cool. So yeah. that, was, that was all 2019. And then, so we haven't really done much in the last three years because of all the travel restrictions and everything. Yeah. So I think what, we're going to do the rickshaw run next year. So oh, so cool. Yeah, it's meant I to be really that. cool. I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, so I think we were looking at doing a Sri Lanka one, so it's sort of seven days across Sri Lanka on rickshaws. Yeah, oh, in Sri Lanka, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's exactly. the Indian, there's oh, Indian yeah, one and then Sri Lankan one, and a lot of them are sold out, so it's kind of the dates sort of work. Um, yeah, it's quite, hard, it's quite hard to get into it, I think. Yeah, yeah. they sell out really quickly, yeah. so... I was just about to enter teams and I think it now says waitlist. So I've actually just even this morning emailed because a month ago they had the spaces and then I was waiting for our uh-huh. teams to confirm. So now I'm like, Argh! so I've just emailed so this morning going, please yeah. come on, fit five teams in. Uh, um, so, and, yeah. and when you're doing this, are you fundraising or is it, is it about it's all expression? charity? No, no, no. We did every- which, which number one? Is it, is it about the event? Is it about this? You've obviously got an, uh, a need to express, I think. Like, you're, mm. an art, you're an artist of life, aren't you? Yeah, I just think life is there to be lived and explored and you have one life. So, yeah. So, I mean, I remember my, my email thing. I need to find it, actually, because it was on the end of my emails for up until, you know, for about a decade across my 20s was about life isn't, I can't remember the exact thing of, you know, going in, ending up in a coffin like 
pristine condition. It's about yes, yeah, sliding, going sliding in, in like, sideways. Yes, yeah, I going holy that. shit, that was a ride. So I just think that's what life is, and um, is going on adventures. And my dad was army, and yeah, we went on so many adventures. And I kind of with our kids as well is sort of that's one thing in the back of my mind of taking them on crazy adventures and getting them to experience stuff and like learning to swim in the river <laughs> and then things. So, so yeah, I mean there is the yeah, the, I mean then. The, the first thing probably is what do I want to do and what adventure do I want to do and experience so for selfish reasons that's sort of the suggestion that comes up of which race do I want to do yeah. where do I want to go in the world and then you have the like getting other people to come to join and giving I think I get as much if not more actually ultimately satisfaction out of these races by seeing people going so out of their comfort zone girls that it, they haven't done anything like it before and just the confidence it gives them doing one race changes their life yeah. and changes how they go out in life and their yeah and just their confidence so I think it's similar you know with, with KK it's similar it's just sort of gets them empowered to be their best selves and you know not take no for an answer and actually you know say no as an answer a lot of the time is needed yeah. um so it's same whether it's sport whether it's sex it kind of um coming out of your comfort zone they're very similar mentalities, the two things. Yeah, so interesting. Um, so yeah, so that's that's it. And then we, everything we do do is to raise raise money for different sort of women and children's charities. We've chopped and changed those are different ones. So um, do you have a total of uh, that you've raised? We've raised nearly a million pounds since since we launched. So yeah. great. So you so you're you're doing these adventures. I always I always look at them as if you're you, you change what you. Um, they they imagine they can achieve this physically and then you, they go and achieve way more than that physically and then they come back from the event that's that's the first learning that I'm physically stronger mm. than I thought and then you come back home and you just look at all the other barriers you've put in your life whether it's in relationship or whether it's at work or wherever and you're like what about all yeah. these barriers are they also kind of yeah. smash through them and then you smash through yeah. another one because like adventure sports and like ultra distance stuff is all there's so much mental side of it as well so that if you can smash that mentally, then actually, you know, that fear factor, if you can get through that, then the next time it comes up in any part of your life, you'll go, well, I've done this before. Yeah, yes, exactly. You've been here, done it, dealt with it, smashed it, so let's crack on. Dealt with the discomfort, <laughs> yeah. persevered, yeah. achieved. Still alive. Yeah, and what a beautiful feeling yeah. that is. I, I, and, and you can see it in people's eyes. I'm, mm. I'm sure you can see yeah, it in the clubs, time. on yeah. the adventures. Just this, like, awakening yeah. of... And life will never be the same after that. Never. So, yeah. No, that's what I love. I love it. There's a lot of, I don't know what you'd call it, if <laughs> I get a lot of satisfaction out of that. It's kind of like the society kind of experiment that goes on in my yeah. head and, all the time. And, and, and <laughs> um, the society, a societal experiment, I love that. Do you, are you, because I, I, I love to just push people, not, yeah, I guess away from society or just like pull them off the society track and pop them somewhere else mm, just so they they can when you can see because you can see in people like i can see the potential especially girls the potential in them and and what they could be and what they could achieve and it's confidence that just like lack of confidence that just holds them back so it's it's just pushing that you know one of my best friends we laugh about it called bella we call it she did the amazon raft race with me and it's sort of i knew that she was only gonna she was upset and the only way to get her it was to make her angry and we call it bella baiting so she Ooh. even talks now she's like you're baiting me and i'm like because i know it's like if i make her angry and bait her she'll just go this and then and really go for it so we yeah. just called it there's di different people work in different ways so other people who would be in tears and not you know you can't make them angry they're just completely fold and you know jump off a bridge or something but you know with her i knew that the way to really get her fired up and going is just the bait just have? to bait her a bit um, i don't uh, know um, seeing 
definitely when I'm talking to people, I feel them more oh you know you know like oh that's for you that's for you no I do that I can I I find it exhausting it's something I've always had you just walk into a room and I think my middle daughter has it you walk into it and you just you in you like a sponge on everyone's energy and you can tell how everyone even someone on the other side of the room I can just go they're not happy there's something which is draining because it drains you emotionally but it's definitely something so I don't know what it is it's yeah did you ever when I was a kid I used to see people in colour and um, it wasn't I didn't couldn't see the physical color but I felt the color mm. and I think you can do it and you can and and you know and I simple way like drains and radiators you get people that can suck the energy out of you and other ones that will make you want to rule the world and yes. you just get that by just standing next to someone so yeah it's amazing I love this. I'm going to mm. sign tracking but like <laughs> when you meet James who is an Olympic hockey player mm. is he one of those is he a radiator do you know it's funny because he and he'll admit it he I call him Eeyore I'm like the Tigger and he's the Eeyore that sometimes he's the, he can be very, oh no, it's not going to work, the world is ending, kind of, which is hilarious because he's a double Olympian. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's not, but he's very shy. So I think, That's just like a lot of sportsmen are very shy. So they're really there. I will, yeah, he's done some of the races and stuff. and But suddenly, yeah, he's sometimes outside of the sports life. He needs a bit of a nudge. He needs a bit of a Tigger. Yes, <laughs> and then I need a bit of an eel sometimes yeah. just to rein me in. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, probably my life has been much more in sports, even though I love the arts as well. But I, I just love it when you meet someone that's just like, just pushes you in the in a, in a kind of musical direction, and you just mm. start feeling that as in the same power that I felt my sporting yeah. things as well. And I saw on your social media you were chatting on some sort of morning TV about the royal family oh. and about this. <laughs> all the kind of stuff that's been going on. It's just, I, you know, I, I, I don't think it's, it's not a specifically aimed at, you know, what about, you know, Meghan and Harry. I think my, you know, my point I was saying was more people airing their dirty laundry in public. It's like, I just have always had a real thing about people posting on social media, you know, their private, their private life and like having a good whinge. And, and I'm just, I just, I don't know. I just think part of me goes, you know, go and, you know, if you're if you've suffered trauma, if you've suffered, you know, mental health issues, then sort it out, sort it out privately, and then talk about it. Don't. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of they're they're just shooting from the hip, left, right, and centre, and you just go, well, how much? Go and sort it out privately. Yeah, there's a. I there's don't know. A it's sort of on, yeah. There? I'm just like no, and then, yeah, my and my issue with that was sort of they're doing it within a couple of months of the Queen dying when you've got a whole family yeah, grieving, right, and right. I'm just like I just think that's just being total assholes. So yes, and, and it kind of each to their own. But then you get the whole flung where you're being a racist. I'm like, how am I being a racist? I would think that whether they were white or orange or brown or whatever, it's I'm judging their behaviour. That's it. Yes, it was. I, I saw <laughs> those comments on your. Yeah. I was like, how are you being? How are you? I know. I was just saying I don't approve of the way they're doing things. That's just my opinion, and other people think differently. Yeah, and right. I just think we live in a world now where there's too much people feed. It's like locusts, like feeding off other people's lives and misery and for pleasure and enjoyment and TV. And it's like, mm. yes, all all the, how about go out and living for yourself? Wow. Yeah. Finding finding your own life to live rather than sat there binge watching reality TV, which is what that show is. But I hate reality TV. You know, I don't watch any of that crap. So I'd rather go out and live my own life. Well yeah, <laughs> Quite well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they um. just look at the kind of <laughs> creations behind you as you're storming forward as this mm. all-powerful woman, human. And 
there is there's not much boring in your life is there really even even i walk into no. the into the house and oh, it's yeah, like, the, the house oh wow is crazy. there's stuff to talk about <laughs> everywhere yes and 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 um, why, why why were you brought on to talk about the royal family uh, no, well, that was that was just me going on a general. That was a general news show. Oh. That actually, I was on for like two hours, and I think that that was just a clip of that one bit. There was there we there was about six or seven different topics. We talked about Christmas songs. We talked about yeah that. We talked what else? Did we, there was just low and also like the cost of living at the moment. So. What is your favorite Christmas song? I like they're driving home for Christmas. All oh, right, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like driving home for yeah, Christmas. Right. It's like I kind of, and actually, you know, that's one thing I was saying is like, I've been listening to that hot Christmas radio station since the beginning of November because I just, I love music and I just think it just changes your mood and yes. Christmas songs to me just instantly lift lift my soul and gives me hope and. Do they take you into and, your child, yeah. child? Are they taking you back to happy childhood? I think memories? a bit of happy childhood but also I don't know I think I'm quite nostalgic when it comes I love music music really fires me up and um and I just think it kind of Christmas songs and it just there's there's a real sense of hope and faith and belonging and community and I think that's lost a lot of the time in the world that we live in at the moment so it yeah it just gives you that do you uh, do you have a particular faith so I'm um, Church of England so I've yeah. always been brought up Church of England and go to church um, I haven't been for ages because it's very hard when you've got kids that are playing sport every Sunday morning and a husband that plays hockey every Sunday. So um, I would go in more if I could. I think it's just I've always had a faith and I don't really put a finger in a faith in a much bigger entity than me. And I think mm. that's the important. I think that's for me is what it's about is I think if you make yourself the most important being thing in the world and like you know you become god and i think that's a very dangerous place for anyone to be in whereas if you have faith in a much bigger entity whatever that is whether it's religion or just a faith or you know or a spiritual you know or a spiritual energy that there is much more than you in the world then and you in the universe then you just you are you suddenly become kind of more respectful, more boundaries, more kind of aware that you're, you influence people around you. Mm. Um, I think there's too many people that have put themselves as the be all and end all. I think yeah. that's a dangerous place to be in. Yeah, <laughs> I, re- I realised, I was having a conversation with someone recently about, I will often say, isn't it amazing that the, the universe has put us together in this room or mm. something, yeah, when you get some magical conversations yeah. happening. And actually, I could replace, uni- and I would say I'm not, re- I'm not religious, but you could replace universe with god in that sentence yeah. and it would make absolutely the a, same sense and you and have it, a faith in it so yeah yeah the faith that something good is gonna yeah gonna that come will be it. and also what will be will be and that it will be good and it will be all right and everything will be well, all right well, well, and that's well, the, yeah it might not all be thing. all right as well it, it might be a bit shit but mm. there's not there's, if, if it's if it's not within your control there's mm. just no point put any putting any of your soul into that just keep that you know within you and and, and I, but i also think you know you're talking about being a god you know you do need to look after yourself yeah like it's a, I mean, it's a bit like a bit like you, we were talking about at the beginning you don't partake in the the sex parties you are the perfect drug dealer of sex and uh <laughs> i don't know where i came where i was going with that but um the new punchline. Yeah, yeah. My new strap line. I've got an organizer to like the drug dealer of sex. Yes, that's, well, that's <laughs> what you are. Um, but you you are looking after yourself because if you were getting involved in all that sort of stuff, tying yourself out, you're not able to lead in yeah. the way that you are able to yeah, lead. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, just nice little segue of the good that you're doing in the world. Like, let's talk about the, the charities that you're involved in. 
that you you have set up for business is generally for business ladies is that is that you know in the the, the, the what uh, i'm thinking let me just quickly have oh, a sister. look sister yeah oh, yes yeah, so the sister is more um we used it a lot during like covid and stuff because it was very much sort of a online kind of networking kind of dating model site for women in business to kind of find other women in business so if they needed help or advice in any way then they could and could connect kind yeah. of more of a site linkedin but for just for women in business so um and then we did loads of sort of virtual workshops and panel chats and just chats you know i was doing sort of two a week for you know for over a year i was doing two chats a week with different cool sort of business women yeah so that's what that's what sister is we've kind of it's kind of not closed down we've kind of it's still there the online side we just haven't got the manpower because it was being run out of kk so all the tech and all the staff were running it and that and then we've just done a big financial raise for kk and launching all the new tech in the new year and all the dating sites out of it and the events are flying because the world has reopened again so it's kind of it it was brilliant and needed when everyone was online and locked in and people can still use the tech to meet up with other people and chat to other people but um yeah all the events side of it oh, there's only so many hours in my day yeah so i was actually <laughs> thinking this when as you were kind of giving mm. all that information out thinking <laughs> how on earth do you manage this yeah that was one thing that we just sort of had to shelf for the moment just the offline side and let the online side of that just run itself and have you ever have you had experienced burnout or suffered because of this drive within you to, um, to create I'm not. I've no idea. I mean, I've joked sometimes that I'm fairly sure I'm I'm burnt out, but it, I think I've just got this absolute bloody mind and like drive in my head that even if I was burnt out, I think it would just, yeah, it would take me to be to sort of absolutely pass out cold mm. and be sectioned <laughs> for someone to actually acknowledge that maybe I. But I'm quite good, you know, at self-care and being, I call it being unapologetically selfish. So I'm, I'll just say no to stuff a lot of the time. I'll say, right, I'm going to have a week of, of chilling, saying no to going out the whole time and, and just not do anything. Um, and, and go off on, you know, and I go off on my, by myself, you know, me and my husband went away for a week by ourselves like three weeks ago. I went off on my own in June. I would go to this juicing retreat place mm. for a week. That's because is, that fast, I, is that fasting? Yeah, so it's just juicing right, yeah. um, and loads of different kinds of exercise. I love it. And that's my selfish week. So I think I'm, you know, I'm good at, at, at that. I'm good at saying no. I'm good at actually, I mean, my husband have a great relationship and I'll just say, right, I'm going off for a spa night. I'm going away for a night. And he's like, fine, crack on. Um, you know, he buggers off for hockey, he goes off to play cricket and Indian stuff. And so he gets his time, I get my time. And um, yeah. I'm not, I think moms can be real martyrs. And actually, we're our own worst enemies. You can sit there and go, oh, well, you know, your husband can't do it and he'll be incapable, he'll be useless, he'll be... And you're like, actually, men step up when needed. Yeah. If you're not there, they step up as dads. Yeah, most of, course, most yeah. of them do. Um, so I think it's... Yeah, I think you have to be... To do it all, you do have to be selfish. It's, it's almost... Um, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a continuous loop of that, no, in that when you're at the clubs or mm. sexually in any way, that, that answer is the, no. one of the most important yeah. answers in life. That's probably one of the most important answers. There's so I just look everywhere and if, everyone's suffering FOMO and I'm very I'm, I'm also the same. Mm. I'm very very good. People people probably look at your life and they look at my life and they're mm. like, how on earth are you managing to do all that? And it's because because you say no a lot. <laughs> no to all the stuff. And the older I get, the, the more powerful. I used to say, um, uh, but I'm hesitating. So that's probably a no. Now I'm just mm. like. No. no, yes, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not going out, I'm going home, dumb. 
Um, but no, there's the joy, the JOMO, isn't there? The joy of missing out. Yeah. So I'm, I'm much more JOMO than I am FOMO. Yes, I was actually at, <laughs> I was actually at a party on Saturday and it got to kind of, we've been out since 12, so it was about um, nine o'clock or something. I was like, oh, we're at, the cl- we're at that point in the night where everyone's going to get shots in because it's starting to fade. I was like, I'm just going home. Mm. And I just sat and read my book for a couple yeah, of hours. And then you and wake up the next morning and you have that JOMO of going, do you know what? Yeah, I'm I was a, high-fiving I'm a myself. smug git right now because I'm feeling fine and everyone else is going to feel awful right now. I'm not yeah. very good at that. If I'm out, I'm out. I go out, out. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there are those... when the, the It's a bit like your determination to, to change and create and do all this sort of stuff. That, can, that also comes through in the night. And you can yeah, there's, flip, like an all, there's the, an all or nothing switch. There's a switch me, goes, yeah. yeah. Do you think that's in you, cause, um, in you fully? Like um, in, in all of life, either you're fully all in or you're like zero. I think there is a lot of it. I go properly down the hole of like the rabbit hole of right, I'm focused, hyper-focused on this. Yes. I'm, fi- I'm totally on this. Uh, or then I'm completely out. So yeah. Do you think you've got any sort uh, of neural diversity? Oh, I'm fully ADHD. Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. I am. So I'm like, I'm in or out and trying to concentrate. And then sometimes, like, not the burnout, but I can tell if I'm, there's too much on because what happens is I get songs in my head that just get faster and faster and faster. And I'll spend all day with a song, a chorus of a song going around at 3,000 miles per hour and get the shakes slightly. And that's when I know I just need to calm it down a bit. At break. Who doesn't want to run better, faster and more injury free? A future guest of the show, Becky Lynn, took me through my paces and took my gait to pieces and reconstructed it in a way that saw me hitting PBs at 5k, 10k and marathon within six months. You can use the code RIDINGTIGERS to get 20% off your own online or in-person consultation. Check her out at Graceful Running on Instagram and gracefulrunning.com on the interweb. And remember... Graceful has a double L. This is making more and more sense now because you're kind of coming through life, smashing everything to pieces, all the norms to pieces, but that ca- creates chaos behind you. I've got total chaos. I'm total chaos. And, but then, <laughs> love it. And then, but then you've got, have you got someone else? I've got who a takes whole the team chaos that, and then yeah. just goes. I know, I've got an amazing CEO and like partner now in KK and he, yeah. and he runs everything, the day-to-day and the detail and people managers because I just can't manage people. I've got no interest. Um, and... Um, yeah, so the the whole team is amazing. So I just stay big big picture and you know checking in and the odd and just your yeah, ideas and stuff. And then yeah, an amazing team of people do the rest. Yeah, that, uh, that's so so. I uh, <laughs> can't believe we've gone into that. Great. Yes, ADHD. What uh, you don't take ever self you know, medicate no, or no anything interest. like that. No, well, I've always I've always you know I was late getting diagnosed. And actually, to be honest, sport has always been my thing. And at school, I and school I did everything. I was sort of in the in the plays. I was you know I did I was in the school all the sports school sports teams. I was like very academic, complete maths geek. So I kind of I think it was covered because you're so busy. Um, I was so busy doing everything. We moved every two years, so it didn't really... And then running my own business and stuff, which is constantly evolving, constantly changing, and you don't sit still. It's not sat in an office. So I've just kind of created the life that fits me Yeah. without really knowing. And I just think sometimes... I think nowadays people are so quick to diagnose things yeah. and stick a label on something, and then you, people use it as an excuse to not go out and achieve anything. Oh, I can't do that. I've got ADHD. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, Asperger's, I've got, I can't do that. You know, it's sort of, everything's like, can't do it because of this label when actually you can do so much with, you can do so much more of because labels, of the label. Actually, yeah. yeah. So much more. Because everything um, you do is going to be, is because you have that diverse, diverse approach. Mm. Everything you create is different 
Yeah, I was, what, re- not I was reading um, an article actually right. saying that actually a very high percentage of entrepreneurs and and found business founders have have ADHD. It makes perfect sense. Which makes complete and utter perfect sense. Why so, on earth would you go so deep and hard into a project mm. and take the knocks that come? Because yeah. there's knocks, right, along the way. Yeah, and but your brain, that's the other thing, is your brain processes things so quickly and I remember, you know, being dumped and being upset for about a day and then I would have moved on. And people were like, are you not still really upset? I'm like, no, I've processed it. It's done. Yeah. Haven't taken it personally. Next. Yeah. Kind of thing. Because so it's, it's just of, what it is. It's your, just what your it is. Your brain does process things really quickly. So you've analysed it, thought it out, got to some conclusion, you move on to the next thing, which actually in, in business takes the emotion out of it and actually makes you perfectly set up to, to run businesses. And are you, do you feel yourself living in the present? probably more than your average person with this yeah so everything is sort of now and what's yeah, yeah what's which, which make, makes sense for your boyfriend dumping you and you'd be like well now i'm not with him so yep, that's just what, <laughs> what, what else what else am i going to do about it so oh wow great so i think we it's been totally honestly fascinating but i wondered whether you could just give us one last nugget <laughs> piece of advice that just a general life. It doesn't have to be to do with sex. It doesn't have to be with business. What can what can we take from this and start implementing into our own lives? Oh God, I don't know. Um, there's so much. I think one of the big things is stop worrying about what other people think. I think a little high five on that. <laughs> I think you just spend too much time. People spend too much time worrying about what people think of them. What would and it stops you doing things it's like oh, I can't do that because people might judge me people might think this and and that you know the order I've got the less of a shit I've given um about stuff I mean I didn't have much of a shit given really but in my 20s I still worried about what people thought around me what friends thought what you know media might think or no I'm literally it's friends and family but even even that sometimes you know you can worry about what your close family think. And what one thing I've learned on that is actually often it's the cl- one people closest to you that will be the most negative, will be the biggest critics. And what I've worked out on that is because you're threatening your dynamic with them and the safety of the relationship, you've had a set relationship with them. And when you start doing something new or come up with an idea that involves changing that dynamic, then you're making them feel insecure because you're threatening their world so they're going to lash out and criticize Mm. and so actually you know that's the one thing is to me is realizing that a lot of the reactions you get from the people around you is their problem not your problem so probably that's my biggest one of my biggest lessons yeah stop giving a shit don't be afraid to say no we've already had that one so and it's their problem most of the time (laughs) absolutely uh, Emma, it's been such an absolute pleasure to chat. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. When riding t- t- tigers, untamed and unfiltered with Danny Bent. This conversation left me feeling a little more confident about going to a sex club. Maybe, just maybe one day I will. And I'll tell you guys all about it. Have an awesome day.